Well, hello, hello, hello. Y'all know what day it is. It's Friday. Hey, it's Friday. And welcome to Candace's Sash. And we had the pleasure. We got we in the house of royalty today, people. Let's Ooh. let's be clear on this. Royalty. We is like, <laughs> why we or I am with the the dang duchess. Let me get myself together. You so silly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How are you? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing you fantastic. You look fantastic. Yes. Thank yes. you. I'll be honest. I'm looking fantastic because I had a really big trip yesterday and it was pretty crazy. But now I'm lighter, you know. But we'll talk about psychedelics after. But I, I, no, we, we get in that today. I've got some questions. Just, I got a list. <laughs> so for those that meet you the first time, please give them a description of who you are and what it is that you do. Hi. Hey everyone, I am the Dank Duchess. I am a hash maker and consultant and cannabis cultivator based out of Oakland, California. I am a cannabis cultivator who became a writer. I've written for several magazines, written in books about hashish and um, Currently, I travel, once COVID's done, I travel around the world teaching hash making all over the place because my niche is hashish. Yes, yes. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? We got women out here making it. Listen, <laughs> do you see this? Wait. Yes. Okay. So what made you choose, can what made you choose cannabis, sis? Like, why cannabis? What made you choose cannabis or did it choose you? Uh, cannabis definitely chose me. I was very anti-cannabis, just say no. Um, so in 2000... In 2000, I met my boyfriend who became my husband. Um, and he was awesome. He's smart and everything, but he smoked a lot, a lot of weed. And I was completely anti weed, you know, went through all college, nothing, having nothing to do with that. I was like, it's going to fry your brain. And two years into our relationship, the glass, you know, so a pipe was on the table. And I swear it just called me. It just said, come now. So I went for it. I was like, this is what I'm putting it all on the line. My brain might fry like an egg <laughs> right, 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 right now. And um, I took that first buff and then did calculus. I was a math major in college. I did calculus immediately and I realized those fuckers lied. That was it. That's literally it. That, <laughs> so that first night, uh, the come downs was a little bit like, oh my God, maybe they didn't lie. Cause I, I don't really understand, you know, I'm a little bit dizzy. Right. That's when I woke up the next morning and I was totally back to me. I was just like, oh, that's it. So I really just started smoking pretty much every single day. After that, <laughs> that was super expensive after a while um, because after years of living a very black and white life, I could see all the grays, all the grays, perspective, perspective. Um, right. We started uh, growing cannabis pretty early. So that was in 2004, I think we started growing cannabis. You know, in 2004, it was just like, we can't afford to buy cannabis all the time. The dealer is okay. not our friend. So that's it. Cannabis <laughs> literally chose me. And I realized I liked myself a whole lot better. I liked the person I was, the person I was open to be. Um, and growing it was right. And the government was wrong. And so I was willing to take, I mean, I was willing to take whatever um, risks for that. And I never stopped taking those risks. But I mean, I was in Florida. So Florida's, you got one joint, you're going to jail, especially in the early 2000s. Um, and I was growing plants. But, you know, it was worth it to me until I felt like this is going to be the year that I could get caught. And then I moved out west. And that was in 2014. Okay. So what would you say your preferred consumption is? Would it be a concentrate or would it be a flower? 
Um, uh, actually, my preferred situation is a combination of both. I smoke chillum, and chillum is for me weed and hash. So I'm a hash maker, but I also go flour. There's different reasons why I would choose flour and concentrate. So it's more based on the context. You know, if I want big ideas and expand my horizons, I'm going to go with flour with maybe only a little bit of concentrate. I almost never <laughs> smoke flour by itself. It, but if I want to really hone in on some idea that I'm like thinking about and I want to explore deeply, I could definitely just dab some hash, dab some rosin, and I'm good. So, as you know, we all know now you're a hash maker. Mm -hmm. Explain to people that don't know what hash is, what is it? What is hash? Sure. Hash is, it's, it's fairly simple. If you pick up a, a bud and you touch it and you feel that it's sticky, that's resin. Those are trichome heads. A hash maker of whatever type, whether they're solvent-based uh, or non-solvent, their job is to collect the, well, if you're solvent, you're dissolving. But the job is to get all that resin away from the plant and then just provide the resin. So hash is a concentrate and it's just concentrated trichomes. So as a bubble ice water bubble hash maker, I'm using ice, water, and agitation to literally shake the resin off. We use washing machines, literally little mini washing machines, to um, with appropriate ratios of water and ice and material to agitate off the heads. And after that, the water is drained out and there's a series of screens, screen meshes, which the trichome heads of different size, sizes fall on. We scoop that, put it in the freeze dryer, which dries our material in 24 hours. And suddenly voila, we have hash. That's literally hash. <laughs> okay. So what was your first experience with hash? My first real um, experience with hash uh, was in June of 2014. I had come out here to California to secure an apartment, get my medical marijuana card, um, start seeing what networking I can do, and find an apartment, and go to this High Times Cup. So uh, I secured everything, apartment and everything. So I'm going to the cup feeling really good, like it's all mm, dabbing. And it's 2014, so I'm like, B-H-O all day. You know what I'm saying? Give me that yellow, you know, just give it to me, right? And, right. Um, and I saw this booth and... Uh, <laughs> I saw this booth and it was really nicely done and there was a huge crowd and I got it kind of got my way to the front of the booth expecting to see just nothing but you know dabs all day you know this, this, it's 2014 we're at the cup we're having fun right and instead I saw these large lumps of chocolate I mean just, okay. just chocolate right and um, as I'm turning around to say uh yeah I'm like Psst. There's nothing here. No dabs. It's just chocolate. Right. And a little man goes, this is not chocolate. This is hashish. I said, well, can you dab it? He said, but of course. We dabbed it. And that was the day that I met my mentor, the late, great Frenchie Cannoli. Um, he just died last Sunday. So that's a pretty big thing. Uh, he... Uh, so I had hash for the first time then. And then, um, I, you know, I didn't think much about it, but it wasn't until I saw him about a month later at another cup. And I asked him to, um, 
for coffee, I was real frustrated trying to find my way within this cannabis industry. And I was really frustrated. I asked him to coffee. We had coffee. We found out we were both web designers in the 90s, went on to do other design in the early 2000s. He made women's purses in Japan. I went to grad school for landscape architecture. And he ended up offering me a job with Read World Magazine writing about hash. And so that's, that's literally how my hash career started, which is Frenchie offered me the opportunity to write about hash. And um, in so doing that, I needed to build up my authenticity and he required that I learn how to make hash. And from okay. September of 2014, I've been a hash maker because I knew that I would never do anything else. Like, I would never not be a hash maker. How about that? I would never not be a hash maker. And Frenchie is who instilled that in me. I see you. Mm -hmm. Got me emotional. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, I mean, it was my loss, but it was the world's loss. I mean, he was literally the OG, triple OG, OG, OG of hash. And I was his very first student. So quite an honor. That's um, dope, though. Look at you making history. That's dope. I mean, I was quite an honor, but definitely very, very surprising that he died on Sunday. Okay. Well, on that note, would you like to um, light something? Oh, sure. By all means, darling. By all means. I mean, definitely, Frenchie would be like, hey, just we like the joint, <laughs> so let's chill. Let's light the joint. <laughs> yes. But that's what y'all call a joint, people. Yes. Let them see that. That is beautiful. I could never get that kind of circle. All right. As we've smoked up the air. <laughs> <laughs> So, how did you, so one of the things that people may not know about you are that you are, for better lack of terms, a psychonaut, for they call them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How did you get into mushrooms or shrooms? Uh, I got into mushrooms about 16 years ago. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. I was going to sneeze. It's going to come. Um, I got into mushrooms about... Come on, then. That's <laughs> 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 my interview here, right? It's coming, but it's not coming. <laughs> I got into mushrooms about 16 years ago uh, after I started smoking and got my, you know, I was seeing beneath the veil, behind the curtain, learning all kinds of things. I was definitely more open to some sort of other pathway that was natural. And uh, okay. so I tried mushrooms and for a little while my husband and I actually were growing mushrooms but then I decided to focus like like really just focus on growing cannabis and fast forward to I mean I still I'm always enjoying some mushrooms but fast forward to 2000 I want to say 2000 
2018, yeah, in 2018, I read an article on Business Week. I think everyone read this article about how uh, LSD, microdosing LSD and psilocybin was all the rage in Silicon Valley. And I had only up until then been just regular dosing, you know what I mean? Okay. Somewhere between two grams and four grams. I had been regular dosing. And so I started microdosing and saw profound changes in my life. And um, by 2019, I was on a regular microdosing schedule, especially since Oakland had decriminalized um, psychedelics. And therefore, there's no concern of, there's no concern of criminal, you know, criminality. Exactly. You know, it's not legal, but it's decriminalized. And they're talking about having a whole um, psychedelic therapy institute here in Oakland. So the psychedelic movement, especially here in California, has just like really blossomed. And there are a lot of people with whom I can interact and, um, and learn from. So psychedelics is my jam, you know, as you can see the art behind me. It's everything I paint is, is mushrooms. So they're mushrooms like all over my apartment. So I wanted to like... Uh... I, like I have friends tell me about you know mushrooms and I'm like oh mm -hmm. maybe I should try whatever the case may be, so I tried it once in a capsule right, which mm -hmm. was cool. It uh, I realized at that moment like oh I'm less stressed like I just it was different like my face wasn't all wrinkled and bunched up or whatever, but I never tried it again after that. And then mm -hmm. I went to an event and they were of course selling mushrooms. So I was like oh you know I've been stressed lately. Let me try. So I buy the mushrooms. And I grind them up and I put them in um, pudding, chocolate pudding. It's a good way to and, go. And I don't know if I did it wrong or not because I got queasy, but it seemed like I only got queasy. So I don't know how can you teach me to look what to look out for when I'm trying to purchase mushrooms. I was nothing to look out for. I mean, just know who you're growing for. And what was your dosage? How many mushrooms did you consume? Oh, just a stem. Oh, see, that doesn't tell you anything. You understand? You, your microdose, if all you know, that stem was 0.2 and, or maybe even 0.3. So it gave you a little jittery feeling, but like not low enough to not feel anything, not high enough to feel that next level. Because the thing gotcha. about, the thing about uh, mushrooms, it is really dose specific, right? You have uh, like the microdose, the mm -hmm. light, the full dose and then heroic dose, right? So, okay. and, and heroic dose is not 50 times more powerful than the microdose. It's just a different set of feelings. So on that okay. microdose, it's supposed to be subperceptible. You're not even supposed to know, you're not supposed to feel like you're on anything. You do feel good. You just feel like super confident. Anxieties are released. Like you said, your face like um, de-stressed. You can feel that you just feel like a, you're feeling good, good breath, right? After yeah. that, which is the light dose, which I personally call the festival dose because I think it's like ideal for festivals. Like between 0 0.3, 0 0.4 up to about one gram, it's like everything in the world is the best thing in the world that it could ever possibly be. The most okay. mundane things are just just awesome. So you're the festival. It's like mediocre band. This is the best band. All the things, all the things. Right. That's that's uh that. Then after that comes into like a regular size dose, and that's really a range, maybe like 1.25 to around three grams. That's so in that's so in your heart, in your heart space, in your mind. Um 
it's it's really a lot of therapy. There is a lot of crying often in this in this stage, uh, as we figure out the reasons why we do what we do when we have the blinds pulled back completely on who we really are, and it's us who is talking to us, and right. uh, you can't really lie to yourself in that stage. So I find that to be the a very important stage for just digging out the fermented nonsense that we accumulate over the years. And then after that, the heroic dose is interesting in many ways because the heroic dose, which can be for many people somewhere in the fours and above, for me, it's uh, five and above, and which is what I took yesterday. I took 5.7 grams yesterday. Um, it's out, it's really out of, out of the body. It's so weird because there's the concept of the observer me, the ego me, and all the other things going on. And in that dose, you meet, you meet, you meet creatures, you meet things out there. <laughs> there are things. Okay. There are definitely things out there. And, um, and there's a different kind of understanding. And, uh, like when I did the, the, the trip yesterday, it was partially because I was feeling really heavy, my mentor dying and everything. And, um, and I also had some, some career things I wanted some clarity on. And yesterday, I'm telling you, I was chipping balls, chipping balls. And then I was crying my eyes out, so my face swelled up like a fish. It was, that was actually super un, <laughs> unpretty. But that was necessary, you know? And I went to sleep and I've woken up and my mentor is still passed. Um, and the world has lost a, heish, a hash icon, but I can sit better with it. And I can really appreciate that, you know? Um, uh, uh, psychedelics, you know, yeah, you can party on them. I'm not so big on that, but to understand self a lot better, but differently than you would understand self with the cannabis, the pairing between cannabis and psychedelics, priceless, absolutely okay. priceless. So you said you did a stem. I would really suggest getting a digital, um, girl, oh, we smoke weed. <laughs> Get <All right>. the skin <laughs> to two decimal points so that you can have as accurate as possible and then start, uh, I would do a journaling of some sort, but do know this, you are gonna be fine, right? So you're not gonna take too much. You are not jumping into like five grams right now. You know, right, but right, right. you're not gonna, but you can handle it and you're gonna be better for it. You're gonna well, be I, think, for it. I think the decision, cause I, um, it's funny when I first got with like a, like the CLTV family, and the guys were like trying to educate me on it. I was like, I'm against it. I think that's crazy. And keep in mind, this is roughly about nine months ago. Okay. Oh, you know, like, like, look at you. He's just like, I'm buying stuff. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs> so about nine, it was like nine months ago. And I'm like against it. I'm like, oh, I'm against it. Da, da, da. Everybody's like, no, Jay. You know, you have to. You know, and they everybody's giving like all the, um, you know, the good points. So for me, I guess what my blocked my mind is always like that that scene from like Friday when he's like in the chicken coop. So I'm like, I don't want to be in the chicken coop. Like, that's PCP, girl. Uh -huh. that's, 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 that's PCP. It's a, that's not. It's like, nothing at all like that. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want. I don't want to be like that. Like that. So nah. then, um, I went to visit some friends in Michigan. I want to say about over a month ago, and. Mm -hmm. They're like, just just try a giant capsule. And I'm like, all right. So I tried the capsule on the one day. So I was like, I can say nothing. I, I forgot I took it. Uh -huh. So then the next day, I tried the capsule again. Like, they, 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 I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. Cool. 
the third day, I uh, um, I took it again, and I just chilled. Like I just seemed like it was. I noticed the difference. Mm-hmm. So then I said, well, maybe I'm just tripping or whatever the case may be. So then I stopped taking them. I come home or whatever. And it's like maybe like two weeks later, and I'm just like, damn, I need some mushrooms. This will help. Like, I don't know why it triggered in my mind. That's what it was. And then I go to an event and um, I purchased the mushrooms and they make me sick. So it's ironically, I was just like sitting on the fence. I'm like, I'm not going to let that be my first event. I'm not going to let that deter me. I'm not going to let that deter me. But I got to find someone who can help me make sure this does not, I don't want a bad experience. Don't deter me. And then I mm-hmm. came. Oh so. well, okay. Well, we're gonna, <laughs> let, me, let me just clarify a couple things here. So there are a couple things you can do uh, if you do a tea. Like I, I did a tea yesterday. I also ate the fruit bodies. But if you do a tea, you can bypass a lot of the stomach issues. That's number one, right? If you do a tea, rather than consuming all the fruit bodies. Number two. All the mushrooms have the, you know, the potential to give you the wigglies in your stomach. It's just like, you know, that fluttering. It's kind of off putting. So don't think that you're gonna find like some magic mushrooms that that's not gonna happen at all. Okay. And I'm really glad that you didn't let that like deter you. I'm like, I mean, I, you know, perhaps microdosing in capsule form where you know the exact dosage uh, is ideal until you find yourself with five, six hours on a Sunday and you want to try something else, you know? Right. But the mushrooms will always be there for you. And five, six hours later, you'll come back. Now, will there be what people call bad trips, challenging trips? Yeah. Sometimes, especially when you're digging into your own your own stuff, you run into some stuff you don't even want to talk to yourself about. And it hurts and it sucks. And there's a lot of crying, like a lot of crying. Um, But those are challenging, but not necessarily bad. Okay. (laughs) Give me the biggest misconception that anyone has of you, the business misconception. I had seen this question and I was wondering, hmm, I can't say that I really know, but I will say this. When I meet up with people who have seen me on Instagram or some other social media, they always do seem a little bit surprised to find out I'm exactly like I seem online. I mean, because I I smoke so much weed, darling, that you... (laughs) You can't like maintain too many fucking faces. <laughs> you know, you understand. So you always think like I'm gonna have to be me because you might catch me on 420 on Wednesday, and then I'm I'm me. And so, so I, rather than it being a misconception, I think people think that I'm gonna be a snob. Um, when I see their hash and stuff like that, I'm never like that. I always have something good to say about some part of someone's hash. Um, so, and you know, it's hard to be judged. It's hard to be judged by anyone. And so coming across uh, in a loving way, and I gotta tell you, people bring me dank all the time. So it's not like I gotta be fielding crappy hash all the time. So that props to that. And thank you, thank you for teaching me. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Amen to that. 
So I heard you say the word judge. One of the things that I know about you is that you judge a lot of competitions. Mm -hmm. How'd you get into that? Well, just by the fact that, so when I used to write a lot about um, hash, I don't do so much as now, but like between 2015 and 2019, I wrote this, nonstop about hash what i was writing about was about people who are you know hash makers and and i got the opportunity to try out people's hash go on an adventure and then write about the adventure and and in doing that i met a lot of people in the industry so there's that i know I met a lot of people and with frenchie as my teacher and the constant dialogue we had about hash it helped train my palate along with constant dialogue I have with every other big name hash maker because we're always trying to build on each other. So the way cups come around is that the cup decides honestly who perhaps will come across, who will judge the most, most efficiently and with authority and with integrity. And part of it's marketing. That's really the honest truth. You know what I mean? There, I'm sure, are quite a few people whose palate is more sophisticated than mine. Not too many people, but quite a few people. But perhaps they're just not known, and perhaps they don't even want to judge cups. So it's not really that big of a deal. But that's that's mainly the situation. And so getting to know people in other countries and wanting to have collaborations in a way of what we know here in the United States, especially in places like Colorado and California, and what's happening in all these other up-and-coming um, cannabis countries, Colombia, Mexico, Bar you know, Barcelona and Spain and such like that, what happens is that we learn from them, they learn from us, and the judges themselves really generate a lot of content and a lot of um, intellectual frothing, which just makes the hash better across the board. Okay, okay. What are some, what was your biggest, some of your biggest hurdles in the lane that you're in now, in your journey? What were some of the biggest hurdles? I mean, just be honest, most of the time, the biggest hurdle is capital. Um, capital and trust. Because <laughs> this cannabis industry is no kumbaya. This, um, there, you know, with corporate cannabis coming in, uh, and even before corporate cannabis really came in, there's often this rush to the bottom line, uh, a, a not very holistic way of treating the plant or treating the industry altogether. So, you find yourself in a position of, do you take on investors who may not even understand anything about cannabis? They're just like, pump it out, pump it out, get us some money. Right. Or you go the like, I'm all about the land, but I don't have a single, you know, I can't pay my bills type of thing. So there's a, a constant war with uh, not just your integrity, but the fact that the cannabis industry is not really ideal for people who don't have a whole bunch of money. That's really, the, that's really the truth, you know what I mean? Money makes it in the cannabis industry. However, you can have a ridiculous amount of money and not know what you're doing, as happened with a lot of corporate cannabis that lost a lot of money in the last couple of years, you know, running monocultures and, and synthetics and basically just losing their shirts because they just decided to throw money at the situation rather than hire industry pros who've been around through the hard times, through the DEA raid times and all that, instead of hiring those people, they felt like, oh, you know, we know better. And you know what? They didn't. But you know, hey. when, you grow, when you grow your own. You ain't, right. You ain't got to worry about that. Let's let them know. Sis. That's period. <laughs> period. Yes. 
I'm, I'm a, everybody knows I'm an advocate for the home grower. Like I am mm-hmm. an advocate for home grower. That's what I stand on. I believe that we should be able to grow our own medicine. As I always say, like tomatoes, so I should be able to go to tomato and, or, the, or whatever you grow in your herbs. It should be basil and marijuana. That's how mm-hmm. I yeah. <laughs> That's how it should go. Yeah, for sure. So how do you deal with mental stress? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a couple things. Uh, cannabis, exercise. I'm an exercise maniac, so there's that. Um, meditating and and I play my steel drums. I play the pan. Being in the garden is a really big thing. I mean, just being in the garden really just wicks away a lot of stress. So sometimes I just have to get my nature bathing in my second bedroom. Woosa, woosa. Uh, but fitness, uh, fitness is a big thing for me. Fitness while high, lit fit, trying to get dank and diesel. So I'm, I'm all with that. Um, and between psychedelics and, and cannabis, these two medicines really help me through my day-to-day, microdosing generally um, every two to three days. And cannabis, I'll eat everything, all day, every day. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. I just saw a recipe to put like the can of leaves, your leaves that you get into a smoothie. I said, I'm gonna try that. Oh, honey, that is like that's fantastic for PMS. That's fantastic for body. Don't tell me that. Ooh, no, 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 look, yeah. raw cannabis has way more cannabinoids than we're pulling in by sucking on right. on this, right? So when we say get that body in. I was like solid, like 2018 especially. And I'm telling you, we're talking about months at a time, no PMS. I want to act out and not like do my smoothies. And, ah, God, what happened? My mother's like, you didn't make those cannabis leaves, did you? So can, raw cannabis is the way to go for real. And you put it in a smoothie that has like maybe fruit based and a, a good fruit flavor. It doesn't even bother you. You feel fantastic. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. Try it. To try that, what would be your favorite cultivar to, to hash? Like, what's your favorite cultivar to use for hash? Um, I okay, in dry sift, dry sift is a different process in the ice water bubble mat method I was talking about, but still uses a series of screens and crumbling the material and letting the trichomes drop down. In dry sift, I would say perhaps uh, Kovalo Jagu, uh, because it has the right structure that allows the heads to pop off easily and it's super resinous. So in dry sift, I like that. I don't like it so much in, in bubble hash because it's so sticky that it, it's, it's just a problematic situation. In bubble hash, I don't know, I, a lot of things, a lot of things tickle my fancy. A lot of things tickle my fancy. I did a super lemon, a super, not super lemon haze. I'm doing that now. I did a pink lemonade uh, a couple years back that I'm still thinking about. So I'm going to have to say Jagu and pink lemonade. Okay, Jagu and pink lemonade it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So quick question for you. I got a date. If I had a date, right? I got a date. I'm call my girl up. Hey, I'm trying to get this date popping tonight. I'm trying to get it swirling tonight. What you giving me? 
Which Wait, what kind of swirl? Be honest. What kind of swirl swirl are we talking about? Listen, we're trying to get Megan Megan Stallion, Carly Bay, or we trying to Okay, I'm gonna tell you honestly. We can't go with any ideas of sativa and indica because those things are like misnomers in a way, but go with bright smelling, often citrusy flavors that are going to really keep you up, up, up in your energy and give you that confidence to be like, yeah. I yeah. I'm saying that yeah. is for real, and but I have to say there is one strain that like just comes to mind. I wrote a story about it, Grease Monkey. Grease Monkey. I had dabbed some Grease mon Monkey and was walking through the streets of New York City because I'm from Brooklyn, right? And I had gone back to visit my parents to write this story, and I felt like. A million bucks. You couldn't tell me anything, but the lights were changing for me. The people were partying for me. I was on 34th Street in Midtown, lots of people, and I felt like I was a shining star. So if you want to get the meow meow going, I would go with uh, <laughs> something like that. Dina, do you use any infused? Because your skin is always glowing. Oh. Any infused, any infused products on your skin? I don't, but I'm looking to get involved in some of that. I mean, I'm 42. I got to keep this right, man. So I'm looking. So anyone listening, I'm looking. You got a CBD product? I'm down. I know that's right. Y'all better, yo, better get with it. Y'all better get with it. Y'all better get with it. So do you have children? Nope. Cats and plants. Cats and plants. Cats and plants. Okay. Do you educate people how to educate your children on anything or not? I actually leave that. I have a couple friends who really do that really well. There are some good can moms out there and uh, blunt blowing mama. They really, they've got that great. You know what I mean? Okay. I stay in my lane of I'll teach you how to make the hash. I'll teach, teach you how to feel good about whatever you're doing in cannabis, even if there's stigmas. But children, uh, not. Nah. <laughs> How would you say that the hash and and the shrooms? How did you? How would you say they gave you confidence? Like how do, how do they affect your confidence? Oh well, oh, that's a good one. Okay, so the shrooms, with regards to like microdosing, the what happens after mm, twenty to thirty minutes? Like I said, it's not like you you're not seeing swirlies or anything like that, but a lot of thoughts that creep in from the side that make you question, can you, should you, but will they like it? Those things just like disappear. That And so I've had a couple times this year where I have had some interviews or something and maybe I wasn't feeling on or maybe feeling extra stress because I have my own anxiety issues. And I popped the microdose and I was, I mean, these interviews were fantastic. You know what I mean? Right. And, that's because, and that's because I was not worried about how I was being reflect, how I was being perceived by other people. I was just in the flow. That's the thing about microdosing. It really feels like flow. It feels like being on my skateboard. Hash, uh, hash is cultivar specific like i said that grease monkey made me feel like i was a million bucks walking in the streets of manhattan um because you can have hash that it's not that it makes doesn't make you feel uh confident but might make you too introspective on one particular thought you know what i'm saying like you get into the cycle of really really ruminating and i don't know anyone who's looking like 
Beyonce while they're ruminating their head off. Like they would have that sense of. Oh. I'm like, what in the what? I'm like, I'm like, that sounds like a new No, you know what it is? It's funny. I'm laughing at it to myself because on this on this particular phone, I use it just to record them. So no one like has the number that's how I know it's like that scam only crap. Yeah. I never have it on quiet because I just use it to record on or whatever, like pictures and stuff. But, totally understandable. Well, regarding regarding the hash, you know. It's to me, it is cultivar specific. So it would be like the flower that also makes you feel that way is likely that the hash doesn't feel that way because you could get into some things that make you feel much more set, you know, sedated and such like that. That's not really screaming confidence. Well, not necessarily because sometimes, what like for me, I think um, things that might slow me down a little bit might help me sometimes, especially at nighttime because I'm a people mm -hmm. at nighttime, I'm really, really hyper. Like everything's hyper at night, so I'm kind of like up all night. I'm up to like five o'clock. Like, like I'm literally like I get all my work. I want to do that. I get all my work done. Like literally, like mm -hmm. I I work all night throughout the night or whatever. The daytime I would say is where roughly around I want to say eleven to about three is where I kind of like sluggish. It's kind of like uh I don't I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. So that's where I need to pick me up part of it. So. I probably would need to be sedated at night so I could go sleep probably. I probably would break for me to go to sleep. And then I'll, you know, be refreshed. Oh, but I mean, day. for sure. But confidence, you know. Confidence is, you. it seems like you're just brimming over with confidence as it stands. So not even needing that. Needing that. Well, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you have issues with confidence. I don't think you need to take anything. It's just, just your, I guess, like I take stuff sometimes. But, oh, that's another story. Anyway, what was your wildest cannabis story? Like, what's the wildest thing that happens with with cannabis? Um, I mean, I got arrested in another country, so there was that. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I got arrested in Spain uh, in 2017. Sorry. It was a wonderful experience in the fact that, like, it was I wonderful. Yeah, that was before I got arrested, after I got arrested, before my trial, after my trial. Better person for it. So Spain, I mean, a lot of times people think Spain is legal. It's not legal. It just has a really strong privacy law. What you do in the private quarters is your business, your home. You can smoke your weed in the clubs. You can smoke the weed in between the club, weed in between your home and the club, weed a no-go. And... A situation arose where cops uh, saw rolling of a joint, came over, started going through all our stuff. I had all this hash from Spanibus. Like everybody had given me all this hash. Got it, you know, I was ended up booked, called solitary confinement for two days. Just like, how did I get here? Kind of situation. Um, and then Spain let me go home, which I thought that was the end of it. And then a year and a half later, I got a letter from the DOJ. They were like, Spain wants you to have this. You have a hearing on Valentine's Day, 2019. And so that started the whole uh, situation, got like the best lawyer in Spain um, and beat the case. And the way I beat the case, I mean, this dude was worth, his, my, my lawyer, Oreo Casales, he was worth every single dime. The way I beat the case is, so because I had all that hash and stuff like that, they were charging me with drug trafficking. And um, 
I was trying to explain, I had all this hash because people give me their hash so that I might write about the hash. You know, I could say that, but then my lawyer printed every single article that I had ever written and every single article that had been written about me. He came with this binder like this big. Dang. Every single, like in my face on all kinds of things, press and whatever like that. I quit it. That, that is dope. Yo, he was my every penny. Now the so next you keep the binder. Oh, that, well, I mean, I know my own freaking, you know. I know I my know. own. I, was, I got all the magazines. I know, but that's, that's still I mean, dope. I, I, didn't, you know, I didn't know his strategy. Cool. I didn't know his strategy at all. I mean, it was going well. The trial was going well. The prosecutor was nice enough. Uh, the cops came. They said that they didn't see us selling anything. It was just that we had too much stuff and blah, blah, blah. And my lawyer would look like he stepped off an Italian GQ magazine. <laughs> so like, he's like, Don't you, you'll be fine. I'm just like, we're in the high court with three magistrates looking as bored as ever. Because this is supposed to be the high court of like big drug dealers. It's just that, right. I, had, it's just that I had too many different substances, the tinctures, the weed, the hash. They would, so they treated those things as all three different types of drugs. And stuff. Oh, shit. And yeah, uh, you, so, like a queen, you was the queen pen over there, Jay. <laughs> I know, with like, watch this. I was queen pen with 13 grams of hash. 13 grams. Oh, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are we talking about here? I'm just like, I have more than that on the bottom of my shoes here in California. Why that? <laughs> I'm not selling anything. But I was real surprised. Oh, my battery's about to die. I'm gonna just plug it in. I was real surprised, but dude was mad nonchalant. He just picked up this binder, just like, well, okay. So that's the wildest thing that has ever happened to me. Do you eat edibles? Not really. I, uh, for all the smoke that I can consume, mm -mm. edibles, I know when to tap out, like 25 milligrams max, tapping out. Okay. <laughs> Are you a big edible person? I can't handle it. Um, I cook with edibles. I, uh, I don't, I sell a lot of edibles, but I don't mm -hmm. really digest too many. Cause I guess I cook with all, it's like being a regular cookie, cook with all the time. It's like, okay, you had enough. Um, <laughs> I prefer to smoke my minds or, or dab it one of the two. Like I don't, mm -hmm. that's the two things that I do. I'm not prefer to eat it. Um, but don't get me wrong. I will eat a nice cookies and cream from dreamland's uh, bar with a joint and, uh, mm -hmm. um, and and a uh, and a bong hit too from all blue dreaming at one cycle, girl. Right. You be lit. Like I was yeah. lit. Well, at least I was anyway. <laughs> I had got this. Like that was done at this at the little pocket auction. So. <laughs> it really doesn't. Need, I don't need that much uh, to to end up like just feeling out of my element. I've actually never been drunk. I don't drink, right? So I feel like it's like everything is so swimmy, and I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I can't even enjoy the high very much. So 25 milligrams, that's my top. <laughs> uh, uh, I think about, I would say about 400 is about mine. Oh my gosh, 400 dollars. About four to 500, yeah. 25, 25. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't I, I get the capsules from the, I get the little capsules and they be, um, each capsule is like maybe like 50, it's like 50, 50 milligrams and then they give you like 10 of them. So normally I'd end up taking like two every 
35 minutes. <laughs> wow. By, by, by three hours, I'm like, we lit, she riding, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Let me get this work done and these emails, let's go. <laughs> you are feeling it. <laughs> if you could have the, any dream sesh that you want, you get five people, dead oh, or five. alive. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dead or alive. Who's at this dream sesh? Who we session with? Five people. Five people. Mm. Oh, I'm I'm gonna sesh with Frenchie. Let me tell you, I'm gonna sesh with Frenchie. I'm gonna sesh with Jesus. I'm not a Christian, but Jesus is an amazing person. I am going to sesh with Buddha. I'm gonna sesh with Bob Marley. And I'm gonna search with Harriet Tubman. That's what I'm gonna search with. <laughs> I said Harriet Tubman one time. I was like, that was crazy. Listen, she yeah. got some shit to tell you. Okay? Yeah. Like, this ain't mm-hmm. crumbling from one side to the other underground without getting caught without knowing some shit. Like, like that's the thing. I mean, Harriet Tubman, that. I want a little bit of your confidence, darling. Hey, listen, like, right. They go, not just go once. She went back, came back, went back. Like, she like, who gonna check me? Like, real talk. Who gonna She's check me? original who gonna check me, boo. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like, what? So, that's dope. That's so, so dope. <laughs> Before I get to my last question, I will say this. I appreciate you. Thank I appreciate you. you for coming on here. I appreciate you for sparing your time and your energy, sharing your energy with me, sharing your knowledge with me. I appreciate everything that you're doing in, in the lane that you're in. You're making it away from me. And I, when I say me, I'm not just talking about as a woman, but as a black woman mm-hmm. to be able to operate in the cannabis space at all. So thank you for that. Thank you. The, okay. Thank you. And you are welcome anytime on our sister sesh after dark we will send you a pass we we go after dark every friday night and so we just talk we talk crap whatever the weed or whatever hash whatever you got going on gonna take you that's where the conversation gonna take you uh-huh. and that's what we do and just hang out and just be us total to the freeze talk about whatever you want so you are welcome to that. i like that and if you like what you see in this video guys hit the subscribe button don't forget you can find the dang touches on look right at the scroll right behind down behind down behind you see yay and if you like what you see hit the subscribe button leave a comment i appreciate you guys also don't forget to check out trey and uh rob and i'm a little stone and y'all know what i mean my big bros at cltv (laughs) i over there on cltv on tuesdays and thursdays with green goblin him everyone the whole party the dang Duchess, if you have any words of wisdom for me being in this space that I am and operating in the, in the lane that I'm in, what would you tell me to do? I would tell you to press on with exactly is your dream. They're going to always be people on the sideline who are going to tell you something, especially since in terms of cannabis media, there's like a void for good content. But only you, only you know exactly what you're trying to bring to the to the table and the vision that you're coming forth with. So there's gonna be ups and downs, more ups and downs, but go forth so hard, hon. Like the, it's open, it's totally open. So push forth as hard as you can because we need people like you. We need all of us. Thank you so much. And don't forget on Sundays and Thursdays, once again, that's Troy, Rob, Green Goblin. Also don't forget to go check Mr. Grow It Out and P-Twins 
420 over there on Twitch. And even don't forget on Sundays, me at 7:30 when you want to, uh, you know, do that up, update your basement. You know, I like to say them coins, say them coins, say them coins. Ooh. And once again, people always remember, stay lifted. <laughs>